guys to another episode of Hearts of the Grapevine. I am your host, your lead winestress, Lex, and today I have a super special guest with me, my boyfriend. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? Um, I'm Mouse. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, he says me. My name Mouse. Um, what? Yeah, not Mouse. Is that not my name? Yeah, but not your name. It is my name. Okay. It's on legal documentation. That is my name. Okay. You hit, that was a twist. Go ahead. <laughs> my name now. And um, yeah, we're here today. We're going to try some good wines, good conversations. Looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah, so he's coming with me on my wine journey, guys. So huh, technology has been quite the challenge. So we're just going to go ahead and just jump in to it today we are actually reviewing a very special wine um made by ladies and sister jackson of huck spirit you know it's huck's or Oops. i don't know if it's like something fancy h-u-x spirits <laughs> it's the dream sangria and it's their passion fruit flavor what's really special and cool about this wine and i'm sure you can see the label so i might have to take a picture and put it on my insta on instagram um is it is 40 percent alcohol and black so, and black on and Baltimore on, is that how you say it? Baltimore. Ba Baltimore. Baltimore on. You don't got a picture on that No, I, I appreciate Baltimore. Baltimore. You say Baltimore. Baltimore. I said it right. No. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited about reviewing this one. So just to jump into things like we always do, we'll set the scene with, you know, the fucking vibes. We'll start off with some music. So I think I explained to you before, we share. We, we exchange music anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. It could be hot or it could just be music that you are feeling at the time. All right. It could even be something old that you rediscovered. All right. Cool. Who first? You first. Um, you always have new music. You don't have new music? Oh, okay. I got plenty in the arsenal. I'm just seeing what you're coming with. Well, you could be. Yeah, I got mine. First. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't match the vibes of the day. Match my vibes? Probably not match it, but. Let's see. I mean, I did have a song that I, I was supposed to be influenced. Well, you know, no, 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 no. I know what I'm gonna do because yeah, smoke on the yes, right. I'm not doing that. Um, I feel like I just have to, you know, pay homage because it's only right. We cannot, you know, go any further in our discussions, our conversations tonight without acknowledging the untimely passing of BMX. Um. <laughs> the um, untimely passing of DMX. He was a, a huge icon. I remember, I don't know if you, how I you got outside. introduced to him. I, no, I was, he, he was, I was not There's that sheltered. Okay. No, my dad actually introduced, not in person, because clearly everybody's met DMX with you and I, but he introduced me to his music. And anytime I would listen to him, I always thought about my dad. Um, and I just always have like really appreciated like his spirit. There's something like really special, and I, I yeah. don't mean to like be funny, but like anointed about him. Um, even with like the struggles that he has. So we let's just go ahead and set the tone with my favorite song by him. Yeah. Huh? Oh, this is <laughs> this is the Rough Riders anthem, y'all. For those that don't know. That's a rough riders roll. Shut them down. I just this just reminds me of St. Louis Bay. Riding around the car with my daddy. 
Y'all know the words to this song. I don't know. Y'all know the words to this song. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. I'll take it money another day. No, but that's, that's definitely like my, um, you know, the fucking vibes for this this week. Thank you. Right, right, right. What's yours? I know you got some some super sensual neo soul. You know her. No, not her. Not her. No? I'm waiting on the album, though. Her Trumpet's um, album, so this nigga's got something better for you. You know, Miguel dropped some new. Dropped some new. Miguel? Yeah, but I ain't gonna play Miguel. Something I've been playing. Sonder. I don't know if you know. I know Sonder. Sonder and Georgia Smith. Just dropped a joint. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody but you. Conversations got me feeling I'm a fool. I got sugar No, it's gonna be a good a good music uh season. Good music spring, good music summer. I'm excited about it. Uh, we about to have a 2016 run with music. You think so? Yeah, this time. What we deserved in 2020 and didn't get? Uh, I wouldn't say deserved in 2020, but you don't think we deserve? I mean, I don't know, because 2020 kind of ended early. So I don't know. Ended. 2020, 2020, the way I wanted it to go, it ended like in February. It ended early. <laughs> <laughs> we, 10, we 10 months in, so. The type of year that I wanted to have just was completely warped last year. Yeah, that's for everybody. But, you know, we're here and we're glad that we're still making it. You getting a vaccine? Not the Johnson & Johnson. Joe. Shut up. That's a dub. <laughs> like, that's a dub. Like, no, no you heard you about that, right? Yeah, the blood yeah, vaccine. Yeah, so. I'm you know, well, no, I'm leaning towards the. I mean, not no time soon, but I'll probably get it for the end of the year. Um, yeah, I'm leaning more. My parents and my grandmother got it over the weekend, so yeah. that made me a little bit happier, especially my grandma. Um, you know, with health and stuff like that. I'm leaning towards getting it. I'm doing more research, asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I mean, especially if it like impedes on like my quality of life continually, I'm definitely gonna get it. This is not marijuana, by the way, guys. What's it, Miles? Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into it. So we're gonna go into our next segment of the pod, which is partners in wine. And partners in wine um, is just a opportunity for you to get to know the person I'm talking to, or like my guests. So for today, we're gonna do something called Couples Connect, in which you you get to know Miles a lot better. Um, it'd be a lot better as well. So, you want to go first or me? Ladies first. Ladies first? Okay, so Random we'll do... Huh? Random. Random? Cool job. All right. We'll do who's more likely to couples edition then right. on three, or should we just point? I just point. All right. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> who's more likely to forget people's names between you and I? Probably me. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Probably me for sure. Definitely, yeah. Oh, go. Uh, most likely to do something on a stupid night out with their kids. 
most likely to do something stupid on a night out with their kids. Definitely. It's, why you say you? I mean, we don't got kids. No, we don't. And we even do have kids. But why you say you? And what defines stupid? I mean, something that's not boring. Oh. Uh, between you and I? This nigga won't even get on a roller coaster. At night, a night out, not a day out at Six Flags. So what you gonna do? It don't matter. Mm. Okay, I, I can I can get around that. I can get around that. Most likely do something maybe silly, stupid on a night out with the kids. Yeah, for sure. You might like my kids run on roller coasters. Yeah, no, you do me. You do. Um, okay, more about it. Uh, most likely <laughs> to forget the groceries. I would say you mostly because you do most of the shopping. And so you're highly likely to forget some shit. Like I'd be That's true. Yeah. And one thing, you get everything but the stuff that you say you're gonna get. That happened today. I was trying oh, to go gosh. to uh <laughs> I needed to get some ketchup and I needed to get some um what's the bathtub seasoning called? Bathtub seasoning? Uh-huh. You never heard it called that? Uh the chlor this is the powder that you put in the tub. Like Ajax. Ajax. Uh right. Comet. They call it that some seasoning. Ajax like, Comet good. Yeah, I needed to get uh that. But I forgot and ended up getting everything, every other thing like that. Yeah. But also because I move really quickly um, a lot of the time. So I just have a tendency to forget things. So I definitely have to slow down. Two more. You might even come on. Most likely to forget a loved one's birthday. No way. I wouldn't forget somebody's birthday. You think I would forget somebody's birthday? Oh, yeah. I don't forget birthdays. Okay. Oh, you say that though. Like I just feel like it. You need evidence. No, I mean, I feel like I don't be forgetting birthdays for them. Because Facebook be like. But you don't be on Facebook either. Well, when I check it, it'll say like this person's birthday. And if it's somebody interested in pop up for the first person, I'm like, oh, let me see who's birthday around this time. Not mm. I mean, I guess. I no, guess. I ain't gonna lie. I do be forgetting. But. It was 2020 and I was forgetting birthdays. So that's a little different. Typically, I'd be on it. 2020, you don't count. So. Nothing in 2020 counts. A lot of shit in 2020 counts, but <laughs> forgetting birthdays ain't one of them. But okay. I mean, it's one of them. Okay. Uh, we'll do two more. Let's see. Who's most likely to open a present before the prescribed date? You. Why did you say that? <laughs> Would you not? No, I would not. I would be um, tempted to, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't open a present and then because the thing about doing something like that is once the gift is granted to you, you have to act like you didn't see it. And I'm also not the best liar. Um, yeah. So then, if say for instance you gave me a present and I already seen it, I gotta be like. Oh my God! Thank you. And then you just don't fucking <laughs> lie. All right, sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe not the story. I think more. All right. Okay, do the last one. All right. Uh, stop. Read it. Most likely to be so awkward around in laws. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe the, who? the objective is to point. You ain't been pointing the last three questions. 
You think me for real? On what grounds? Am I an awkward person? I wouldn't say you're an awkward person. Okay. But given the question. Awkward to be so awkward to be, I mean awkward, likely to be awkward around basically your parents. Yeah. I'm not awkward. Am I awkward around your parents? I wouldn't say awkward, but but it's a little awkward. Not awkward in a bad <laughs> way. Awkward. I wouldn't say like awkward in a bad way. Awkward in what way? Like I feel like it would be like a little more reluctant to like drink around him. Oh definitely. Because they 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 grown grown. <laughs> <laughs> parenting 35 <laughs> like <laughs> no, I, I, I am reluctant to like do certain adult activities because when I, I feel like when I'm around others other people's parents I feel like I'm around my parents so there's, if there's things I won't do in front of my own parents I won't do it in front of other people's parents like for instance I was with one of my friends and uh her brother and his girlfriend were around and we were like literally around uh, her parents just sitting down talking to stuff and they like pulled out a whole little dime bag I guess they just they pulled out some weed. I don't know. They pulled out some weed and started smoking. And they were like, do you want to smoke? In any other circumstance, I probably would have if it was just like the kid, adult kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not going to smoke kids. in front of like my best friend's parents that is like known me since I was younger. So in that case, but I would say you just because sometimes, not that you're awkward, but you're quiet sometimes. And that can come off as awkward or shy or like. But I don't think. I think though it can come off. I don't think it is. No, it's, I'm not saying I said come off. Like it's not, that might not be the case, but that's what it can seem like. Yeah, I'm chilling. You be chilling. You be chilling. You be chilling. All right. So that's In fact. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Your parents are around me. Why you say that? Why you say that? Because. Because. That one thing I always tell your daddy to do. Like, he, 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 he don't ever be he don't ever really be back because I, it don't matter nope but he will not so I feel like you're just an extension uh, yeah theoretically of that yeah Great theoretically. I feel like you might be able to get him to smoke with like you might be, get, be able to get him to smoke more than I would or before yeah. I would yeah we shall see. If smoking was a thing, theoretically, for us. Oh, because we don't do that, do we? No, I don't. But oh, ever? No. Okay, sure. Not now. Not now. Now. Um, I don't know. This segment a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I mean, I... Um, and we're going to begin with our wine review. So the first sip, really, and then we'll review the wine at the end of the episode. So let's get to it. Like I said, today we are reviewing a wine by, I really hope it's House Spirits. I really H- hope it's, well, I know it's not House Spirits. It can't be, no, because House would be H- H-E-A-U-X. H- H- yeah. But this is H-U-X, so I'm just going to go Hux. with Hooks. It wouldn't be Hooks. Okay, so again, this is the passion fruit sangria. Um, born and raised, born right and here raised. In Baltimore, stupid. right here in Baltimore, stupid. The dream, the name of the brand, yes, 40% um, alcohol content, and it actually is a pretty big bottle. 
ended up getting this bottle for around, I believe $20. So they're pretty affordable on um, his website. I'll make sure to add all that information in. Hugspirits.com. Hugspirits.com. His name is Mr. Jamal Jackson. Oh, and I found out about this wine from on Twitter. So Twitter really can get you connected with some great things. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Should we pop the bottle? It'll take the sticker off. Got on nails. Or, yeah, whatever it is. You can use the torch. Let's perforate it. Oh, and what's even greater about this bottle is screw top. Yes. Very good. Loaded with promise. There's a misconception about screw tops that the quality of the wine isn't as great, but that's actually not true because screw tops do the same thing that corks do and making sure that all of the oxygen, um, you know, stays in the bottle and that the bottle stays fresh. You do the same, um, you know, processes popping a popping a bottle or popping a cork or whatever and letting the wine breathe what you can do is actually decant the wine meaning that you'll put it into a decanter and let it kind of you know <laughs> let it kind of breathe let it kind of breathe in the air so we don't have enough time to do all that today so i mean it'll be later we'll have it later we'll have it later for sure yeah so let's go ahead and start to pull don't you love that sound? Mm -hmm. That's the same word. All right. Is that even? No. That is even. It's not. That's definitely even. Don't worry about it. Nigga, is that not even? You pour, I pick. You see? Don't do these damn sibling rules. Okay, so here. No, no. We'll start. What? Oh. With our five senses. So we're going to go ahead. First of all, our word of last week was viscosity. Do you know what viscosity means? I taught you. What does viscosity mean? Don't be showing me what does it mean in words. Oh, you know, how strong the wine is. If it sticks to the glass, it's strong. It means you got a full body going. If not, got the dollar journal. <laughs> That's close. So um, viscosity is all about the, the thickness of, of the wine itself, if that makes sense. So wines that are higher in alcohol content or higher um, in sugars are actually going to be wines with higher viscosity. Um, and then wines that are lower in sugar content or lower in alcohol content will be your less viscous wines that have more of like a watery consistency, whereas wines with um, that are higher in viscosity have a thicker consistency for so for example um we think about what's the thick juice like a mango juice of sorts that's a um a viscous juice that's a juice with like more viscosity versus uh, orange juice might be like um something that's medium apple oh, juice yeah that's like a, like a medium but you know uh similar to a medium body wine and then there's water which is uh, indicative of like our our lighter wines those would be like your rieslings uh, i don't know pinot would, would qualify as that so let's do a viscosity test you ready yeah okay so we'll start by swirling the wine hold the wine in your glass and then you're going to draw little circles as though you're drawing on a piece of paper on a table but be gentle so that you don't spill the wine and you tell me whether you think it's all right it's um, full about it for sure you think it's full it's really sticky Okay. You don't think so? Look at that. I think, no, I see it. I see it. I see it. Still ain't going nowhere. I see it. 
Yeah, I was about to say, actually, I think it might be medium, but I, I think that this is a highly viscous wine. <laughs> Obviously, at 49 percent, it better be. So, um, dang, I'm excited. So let's go ahead and do the other. So we smell. So we just, we just, you know, use our eyesight. Let's go ahead and smell and see what you smell. We already know what the flavor is, but see if you can smell it. What is the flavor again? Passion fruit. Passion fruit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was strong passion fruit. Like That's all peach. I smell. Really? Some peach, yeah. Peach, yeah. That smells good. Yeah, I agree. I like it. I like it. Summertime vibes. Definitely, definitely. Um, and the wine can be chilled. I don't think that, I don't think I chilled it actually. I probably should have. No, I think put it in for a little bit. It um, if you're in a bit of a time crunch and you don't have enough time to chill your wine. You can easily throw it in um, the freezer, or if you have a little bit more time, you can throw it in the refrigerator for up to two hours, and it should be perfectly chilled then. Or I learned a trick where you, that you can do with um, a bucket of ice and salt. Um, yeah, salt. Throw ahead, go ahead and put the ice in a bucket, throw some salt on top, and then you should have chilled wine very soon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead. You ready? Yep. We cheers to the first sip. Cheers to the first sip. Supported okay. by Home Bit News. Ew. Okay. Strong. I will say <laughs> smooth. And it is smooth, but I'll get to the review later. But wow. First thoughts. <laughs> but the <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is the one right here. What was the uh this is like the black owned better quality capriccio. Oh my god, not capriccio. Not in regards to quality. Capriccio, that shit. In regards to getting lit, like to getting lit, yeah. But Capriccio might as well be like a damn cult forty-five. Yeah, this is this is a good forty percent. Very yeah. smooth too, but yeah, very smooth to be so high in alcohol content. Very flavorful, mm -hmm. nice and sweet. We'll do the review, save the review yeah. for the end. But that's the first sip. So if you're interested in getting this wine, go ahead and visit. I don't know if it's Hupspirits, Hupspirits.com, H-U-X Spirits. Um. And support Mr. Jackson. Support Mr. Jackson. So <clears throat> we'll continue to sip, see how far we make it in the bottle. Let's go ahead and get started with the topics. So our um, Hurt Through the Grapevine topics today, we're going to start off with, again, paying homage to uh, DMX um, at the time that I kind of got our our roster of topics together or docket of topics together. He was still with us. Um, at this point, we know that he has since passed away. So, you know, RIP to, to DMX and prayers to his family. I think the one thing I want to share um, about his passing that I did not like was that I feel like it was mishandled. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I found out a couple weeks ago, where we all found out, that he he overdosed. I might have overdosed. He um, suffered a heart attack after that. Um, and then he was in a coma, is that correct? Yeah. So from that, all I saw was articles since then about, you know, DMX in a coma. Now he's got COVID. Oh no, he don't got COVID. Manager says this, associate says that. And I felt like news outlets were in such a rush to report news for what reason I, I really don't know or completely understand. But it really pissed me off because it just, it, I feel like it stripped him of like his humanity and it's like a very selfish thing in the name of like 
a headline and getting traffic to your site. And that really, really pisses me off or pissed me off. Even with like his death, we talked about it, you know, last week. Um, when I do think his health was declining and he probably was eventually going to pass away, but you don't put out information about so-and-so is passed if they actually have not. That's mm -hmm. irresponsible and they should be held accountable. What are your thoughts? Well, I was watching a clip uh, earlier this week from Uncle Denzel, Denzel Washington. That's my uncle. Uh, okay. He paid for my education. That's my uncle. Okay. Um, but no, you know, it was a clip. He was talking to a news reporter and, you know, he was pretty much telling him like their obligation as media people, as people that are responsible for like life and death, for like good news, bad news, whatever, you know, their focuses should be about not being first. Mm -hmm. And he just talked about how the media just become a thing about being first. Like, mm -hmm. even if it means you like loud and wrong, right. but you're first, you're first. And that's what pays the bills. That's what get the clickbait. That's what, you know, facilitates that media, mm -hmm. right? So it, it definitely strips humanity from anything and everybody. It's a machine, right? It's a capitalistic like machine that's just like, gives information out, you're gonna get paid for it. And whoever collateral damage, so be it. If we mess up, sorry, like. But shouldn't the, the thought be, I want to make sure if I'm gonna put up the information that is correct, because it then you be, might yeah. lose one, you lose, um, you know, like credibility for the publication, but you also lose like a sense of integrity. Newspapers have, haven't been quite full of integrity in a very long time. Um, I, I think that standard for them is a little off the window, honestly. Um, and then if you, you know, focus more on news outlets that are, that cares more about being accurate and right or whatever, you know, it's like we get the information, it's like, oh, we already knew that. Mm -hmm. You know, like the Reuters and, the, you know, organizations like that, like NPRs and like stuff like that is like the information you get will be very thorough. Right. But by the time we receive it from them, it's like, well, we already know this happened. We know why it happened. We know who was involved. We know when it happened. Even if it's not pieced together well, we the know information it. Is but that's just the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Information, information, information. Social media, followers. Like, that's just the... And I, yeah, I hear you, but I'm still, but it's somebody's death, like literally someone's yeah. life. And I feel like the one thing that um, we can all agree on is like a society is like death is a very sensitive thing. And most people respect like mm -hmm. somebody on their deathbed. So you, I just don't, I just can't understand why someone would like intentionally or unintentionally mishandle someone's passing in the name of like clickbait and stuff. I get it. I just don't. Yeah, it's, it's the reality versus, you know, what should be done. Yeah. And those things just don't align anymore, unfortunately. I didn't believe it until I saw it on um, CNN because obviously they're reputable. Yeah. So they would just put out bullshit. I don't think they're reputable. For the most part. I mean, more reputable than most. Than others. I yeah. mean, between them and TMZ. Now, TMZ, mm. a little filthy, a little grimy sometimes, but the information be accurate. I, 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 I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist, but oh, I feel like the information is a little too accurate too quickly. Like they got an insider? I'm not saying that, but what do you think? I think it's worth the observation as to why they are able to get information as quickly as they do. Did you think they got drunk with the song? Oh, no. Mm, I, what do you say? I just think they have access in ways that people shouldn't. 
You think like spying on us is what you're saying? Whatever it's spying on us. I mean, we get about 10,000 pictures taken of us a day. Says who? Says every light that you're at, every camp, like wherever, like just in general, we're being watched. Okay, all right. Okay. We are, we are. Okay. It's a, look it up. It's a fact. Like literally, they say if you're outside for like 20 minutes a day, uh-huh. your picture has been taken about like a thousand times. Seriously. Uh-huh. Like various things, like they can identify who you are. Like to a degree. Okay. I believe you. Yeah, I mean, it's just I the reality of the situation. But no, all in all, like for RP to X-Men, you know, uh, icon to say the absolute least. Um, respected, loved, like, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it, and one thing that amazes me is about, like, impact, you know, like, mm-hmm. and just seeing, like, all of these different stories about X and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, he did this, and he was helping out here, and he's praying here, and he was, like, mopping tables and washing dishes, and, like, all of this stuff celebrities just don't do, or they fill up, you right. know, um, right. just amples of those stories coming out, and I think that that tells the story of like life. You it know? does. He absent yeah, who he is or like what he's done or you know, mm-hmm. we all and have shortcomings. Yeah, like we all have shortcomings. Yeah, even the struggles he had, I've always felt like I love like watching him pray um and just speak because he was, you know, people like, oh, he was a good man. He was a good man, despite any troubles that he had, despite like, you know, the addiction and, and things like that. He just had like an anointing that was like on him. And I spirit, do feel spirit, his, his soul spirit, was right. Yeah. His spirit. And I do feel like I put him for like put him here, excuse me, for like a purpose. Um and I'm just really glad that we we got to experience him. He lived, you know, a full life his best ability of course addiction is that and anytime like things like this happen it just really gets me thinking about like you know how troubling addiction is and how hard it is to like get out of it because you know we demonize like people who have addictions all the time like if they really wanted to stop it could it's not that easy you know if it was that easy half the people wouldn't even you know have started or like you know if they knew that what life would kind of like amount to um but what i learned since you know everything that happened with him was that he had like a trusted mentor like someone he was like 14 years mm-hmm. old but she got him addicted like they were smoking weed and he ended up like lacing um with the blunt a joint with like mm-hmm. crack i'm like who does that who does that like that's a huge like breach of trust um you know mistrust distress and it just like changed his whole life you know that's sad that's sad um rp rp dmx um we go to happy something more happy rooting for everybody black which is it's not going to necessarily be a segment but it is something that we have to give voice to all the black um folks out there that are doing it my rooting for everybody black this week i don't know if you have the same one that i do do you yeah oh well then i'll let you take her and i'll take the other one. Oh, i'll take the other one yeah you, you take her it's all right her. you know have the other one for a reason. representing the home team you know we from st louis and uh, history has been made. Uh, that means hopefully some real progress is going to be made in that city. But shout out to uh, Tashara Jones. She is elected the first black woman mayor of the city of St. Louis. A huge deal um, being from the city. Uh, having worked with Tashara before and met her a few times. Um, great spirit, great lady. Much deserved. Extremely educated. Um, and I'm glad that she stuck with it. Like she's been at it a long time trying to get it. Um, you know, even a few years ago when 
all of the other folks, you know, it was like five or six, like mm-hmm. folks running. Mm-hmm. But then like it was like four or five black people that were running too. At the same time. At the same time. What's up with that? You splitting the vote. <laughs> and it was about like getting somebody somewhere. It's like we gotta rally around somebody and we gotta get them there. Like and, and that's what happened this time. Okay. You know? Um but it was her time and I'm I'm excited. So shout out to Tashara Jones. Yeah. Um, extraordinary. Shout out. I was super proud to see that. Yeah. Um, second, Rooted for Everybody Black This Week goes out to my girl, Marseille Martin. I am so inspired by her, even though she's like only, what is she, 16, 17? Probably 16, 17. I, I, thought, I thought she was much younger than that, though. Mm, she, she has to be at least 16. She's okay. going fast. But, um, so Marseille Martin actually is coming out with a new show. I cannot remember the name of the show right now. I probably should look it up. Um, she's like an amazing um, young producer, but it really struck me that she has this personal rule called like the no black Trump, no black pain rule, where none of her work is centered around, you know, black tragedy. And that's like, Super important. So backtracking, this the um, show that she's actually coming out with. I think it's going to premiere on the Disney Channel, and it centers around a black family, dark skinned um, people as well. Um, and the girl in the show, the lead character, actually has sickle cell, so it kind of gives voice to um, that experience as well and educates the community. But going back to the black trauma rule. I'm 100% on board. I cannot watch another uh, slave movie. I can't watch another police brutality movie. Um, I- I'm tired of watching the struggle. So it felt really good to see, first of all, hear somebody's sentiments that were the same as mine. Um, because I we experience enough tragedy on a day-to-day basis as Black people. I don't need to see that replicated on TV again. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean... And I mean, don't get me wrong, I think there's room for it. And I think that it's important, right? Um, not that it's important to publicize that, but I but I do think it's a part of the Black experience that hasn't been done a lot of times, just to be very clear. Hell but, of times. But like, I, I don't want to say like, there's no like room or no like, you know, for that. I, I think it's very valid that there is room uh, for that to exist. So. Um, but no, I think that is major that at such a young age, you know, she just tired. Mm-hmm. She's tired. I'm tired. We tired. She's very, you know? she's very um, intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. I like Marseille a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely will go down. Baby Singleton. Oh, I was like, baby Singleton. Like John Singleton? Yeah. 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 No. She's super talented. So she's going, she's going far in my foot. Definitely had to shout her out for, um, for that. That no black pain rule was yeah, I 100% agree. Speaking of that, did you watch them? Have you, like, seen any of the episodes for them? Lena Waits show? Not interested. Why not? I mean, I'm not either, but what up? I mean, for the same thing, we just something about. Like, okay. I don't need representation of, like, maybe something. I don't know. There's this clip, though, that's also going around Twitter um, of the mom, I guess, on that show, walking up to, like, a white lady, and the white lady, like, calls her, you know, N-word or whatever, like, hard ER. And then she ends up, like, slapping the lady across the face. And then the the daughter, the black daughter in the background is like, yeah, mama, we beat they ass, these white people ass. I'm like. That may be rewarding to see. It was funny. <laughs> and yes, it was like, ooh, yeah. she's fun. But like, who is that really for? Because like in, a, in real life, that's not happening. So why would I like indulge in that's not happening? No, right? no. It's not happening as much as I want it. You don't have any white people I want to smack in the face. 
for like racism and like bullshit. Oh, I thought you were saying the N-word. Oh no, that's happening, but like the repercussions, like black people are not, well, some are, because I've seen some videos, but the overwhelming majority, that's not happening in real life. So what's why what's the content? Why are we indulging in it? What's the purpose? Like, is it for fantasy? I just don't understand who's that for. Because it can't be for, or is it for white people? I don't know. It could be for them. I, I think it could be a great representation for them. You think white people are watching them? I think that makes it a clip of them. And how you think they would feel? I mean, here's the reality, right? The reality is this. Not much Black cinematography, not much Black production happens just for Black people. Say more. It's just a fact. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that, like, Companies, organizations, you know, venture capital, whoever puts these films and money together because they're just like, you know what? This is what black people need to see. We want this because black people want that. I'm not in the school of belief. Okay. I'm in the school of belief that they do things for general consumption. And when they look at their demographics and their databases about who, you know, are members on Amazon, because on Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Who's on Amazon Prime? What's their demographics? Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, who has subscriptions? Mm -hmm. What is their nationality? What is their race? Mm. And I think what we'll find is these systems are not flooded with Black people where they're like, the market is Black, and because the market is Black, these other people are paying us money, we got to make sure that we're showing Black films. Like, I don't think that's the school of thought, right? Mm -hmm. The school of thought is like, there is always room, and there's always some degree intention for the populist consumption group. Yeah. Which are the Caucasians. Mm-hmm. And so for the whites, I think that it is there for them, like to some degree. And I don't think that it's just fair for us to think like, oh, only black people are watching. Because if only black people are watching, I don't know to what degree it'll continue. The show. Yeah. You're saying, okay. I mean, I guess, I just don't think them- thematically, and whether it's for white people, but who, like whoever it's for, I don't know if it's purposeful. Because the other fact is like, I, I don't want to indulge in-, in that sort of like fantasy if they can't be reality. We're already dealing it with like enough bullshit. Be. It can be, but it's not. For you. You smacking white people cross face? I'd love to see it. I've been close. I really have. I really have. But what I'm saying, I just, I don't know. It just kind of feels a little um, like patronizing also. So it feels like Lena Waithe sometimes creates content, or at least in this case, that she thinks that Black people might want to see. And the other you know, part of the conversation is that them is literally a ripoff of Jordan Peele's style of work, which I don't know that I'm a fan of, especially if he's not involved in the the project itself or the creation. It feels like lately what we're seeing is like an increase in the genre that I feel like he, um, I don't know if he created it, but made popular of like 
this is like a, a societal or a social justice uh, horror film. We throw a little, what the fuck on her? I got five on it. We throw a little pop hip hop on and we, you know, remix it. Like there's a formula that's kind of happening um, across like different, different content creators. Like people are replicating the work that he's doing. But again, I don't know that it's purposeful or like meaningful because when I look at Jordan Peele's work. When I looked at us, there was a lesson that I could take away from. Like there was a theme there, a solid theme. When I look at Get Out, again, there was a solid theme there. From this, you know, work, I don't know what the theme. Yeah, you have is. not watched it. Let's be Granted, I have not watched. It. I was, I have not <laughs> watched it. But the other part about me not watching it is because of that black pain thing. I heard all sorts of things about like people getting burned up and babies. Like I cannot put myself through watching black pain and tragedy on film or in television anymore. I just can't. I'm trying to live a healthy, happy existence to the best of my ability outside of the tragedy that's literally going on. Um, and I just can't. I can't, I know that was my soapbox. <laughs> I just can't. Cause I tell you all the time, I can't watch like sad stuff anymore. Anytime you ask me to watch a movie or anybody, I'm like, is it sad? Because I'm not. The last sad thing we watched together was um, Judas and the Black Messiah. And I only watched that because it was about the Black Panthers and it was like historical. And I wanted to like educate myself on that information. But when it got to the end, I, I cried. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh Lord. So, um, <laughs> transitioning from that this is also a tragedy but um have you heard about the easter day prison break yeah happened at home yeah you want to talk about it black pain and suffering to the prison industrial complex. to the prison industrial complex shout out to st louis again i mean for, my god but this time for the wrong thing i wouldn't say wrong that was definitely for the wrong thing people are in prison what and so the like I, the story I, what? I mean, yeah, people are in prison, but people are often in prison for bullshit anyway. But no, the thing about this one, though, is that these people are held in, I don't know, the county jail, right? Held in the county jail without court dates due to COVID. But like, as you know, we know COVID has been happening for like a year now. So these people have been sitting in, you know, in jail without any in, in sight. What is that? Is that the same? In, how is that the same? What's saying? Is it the any end in sight? Yeah, without an end in sight. Without yeah. an end in sight. Anyway, it's the an, one. In sight. No, it's like, there's another one. An in sight. No, it's like near, there's a word near in there. Anyway. <laughs> um, but these people have been sitting in, in jail without a court date, for sure. Um, and they're kind of like getting taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So... The, uh, there was a case where they like rested out the windows. They had signs saying that, you know, we're stuck in here. Please help us and like stuff like that. Um, what are your thoughts? They should be helped. Okay. I don't think they're wrong. I don't think they're wrong. Say more. That's what you said. You literally said, but they're in jail. Yeah, but no, I'm just, what, what do you think? No, I, I don't think that they're wrong. I think that they're crying out for help. Yeah. I, I think this is just another example of like the system failing them. Yes. Like COVID is, Honestly, not too much of an excuse anymore. Right. You know, maybe maybe the first three months in, like, sure, like, we don't know how to do it. We don't have to scale it. We don't have technology. So we do have Whatever. All but all this stuff exists. Mm -hmm. Like. There's video court. 
you know, let's get, let's do that. They, they're doing Supreme Court hearings and all of this other shit, like in person, via Zoom, whatever. You know, so let's get it fixed. And honestly, for me, as a taxpayer, let's get it fixed. <laughs> because they're costing me more money to sit in there. Yeah. And when they could be back at home with their families. Invest, reinvesting into the economy. Yeah. Giving to the economy. Yeah. But then, you know, they get laid all day lazy and they this and they. Mm-hmm. But I'm on my soapbox about that. But yeah. we'll pop to them, hold it down. I hope that's your court date. Absolutely. It's needed. And if y'all did some real crimes, that fucked up some lives. We can't defend that. But most of them probably in there on like some small petty shit anyway. Yeah. Like small infractions, weed, like crazy stuff like that, where they could be back with their family. So we're with you. Um, huh? Or we're not with you. No, you're not with them. How you know I'm not with them? You not with them. I'm not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? No, we no for real because that's that's fucked up. We with them. Um, speaking of other things that are fucked up, let's talk about, huh? Okay, then. <laughs> like you don't cuss. Speaking of other things that are messed up, um. Let's talk about the city girls. Have you heard about the girls? The girls? You know, you No, I mean, little Uzi thing? Oh, yeah, about the long and short of it. I just reckon that they were having some type of disagreement about some public. I don't, I don't have, like, I don't know more about it. I don't, I didn't investigate more. I don't. All right. Somebody's boyfriend's supposed to be trying to beat up Uzi. I don't. So I didn't do deep investigation either, but it's not even really about, it's more about the principle of the issue. For those that don't know, Lil Uzi was on live with um, JT. Um, They were on Instagram live together and they were talking to Carisha. What's her rap name? Young Miami. (laughs) Everybody calls her Carisha now, so I almost forgot her name. But they were uh, talking to Young Miami and they, Lil Uzi, and Carisha did get into some sort of tip, but it was really more so on Lil Uzi's side, um, where he was kind of being a little snide with uh, Young Miami. And uh, Young Miami was saying like, you know, we don't really get along, we can stay in our own separate spaces, it's fine, we can get, you know, agree to disagree. But Lil Uzi, he became a little disrespectful to my standards. Um, and a little bit irate. I didn't like his tone. I didn't like his tone. And then I think that's where I don't know Young Miami's boyfriend's name, but uh, whoever that is, um, he got on his own separate live and was threatening. Was he, so, like I said, it's a whole thing. But I'm not really focused on that thing more as like the principle of the issue being when like you're friends with someone and then you don't get along with their partner. How does that impact the friendship? Because then there was all this talk about oh the city girls gonna break up. And I'm like they better not break up over this. Like, like, so have you ever been in a situation where you did not like your friend's partner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you... I brought myself there often. Um, (laughs) What do you mean, often? I mean, I I just... You don't feel like your friends pick good partners or the partners? Okay. Sometimes. Okay. Um, But I mean, I I just really mind my business, you know? If it's ever a group event, I'll show up, be supportive, say hello, be cordial. Okay. And that'd be about it. I mean, once issues arise, in my head, it's like, I saw that shit coming. 
But, you know, I'll listen to it a time or two, maybe three or four or five. But after that. Deuces too. To be hearing about it. Mm. No, okay. So that's a totally different (laughs) conversation that we're opening up. So like, say you have a friend who is in a situation that you probably don't think that they should be in and they just complain to you about it. We all have been in those Mm -hmm. situations. At what point do you tell your friend you gotta stop talking to me about this because I don't want to hear it. Have you ever had that conversation? When it's causing you too much turmoil. Have you had that conversation before? Mm-hmm. How's the friend received that? I mean, it, it's just yeah. tough, but 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 it's just it's tough, but it's like a reality. I mean, sometimes they'll get it. Sometimes they're like, oh, I don't like you like being supportive, but like if I'm like if somebody's telling you the same thing, mm-hmm. it's one of two things. Either that person is not willing to change or, or the friend has not done any of the things. Any of the things. Any of the things you suggested, you know. Like Beyonce said, until my notes have been applied, (laughs) I won't give any more. Like, and so the principal applies here, like, until my notes have been applied, applied, there's nothing I'm willing to talk about. And it's just that simple. so yeah, I mean that's always a real tough conversation. I think okay, so have you felt relieved after having that conversation? Like you can't talk to me about this anymore. To a degree, yeah. Okay. Like a annoyance around like the same thing being said is relieved, but then I do feel bad because like to some degree I'm like kind of shedding like a portion of like my friendship out yeah. because like they're significant others. It's supposed to be like major to them. Like that's a yeah. that's a huge thing, and so you know or should be or sometimes it's not, but whatever. But like. You know, regardless, that person is important to them. Right. And so cutting yourself out from your friend with such another major thing they're like trusting you with is like tough, I think, to sit with. Do you feel like that change once you What do you think? No, because I'm I'm getting to what I think. Because what do you I mean? haven't no, I'm getting to what I think. But do you feel like that shifts the dynamic of the friendship once you're like, please don't I think it can share? I think it can. I think it just depends on the friendship. I think if the friend is able to step outside of their situation and objectively see what you're saying, then things will be fine. Okay. But oftentimes when people are in situations, they don't see it objectively. Yeah. Because emotions. And emotions, like, for sure, yeah. Oh, that's and I think the reason I'm asking like so many like um, prompting questions is just because I have definitely been in that situation, but I've never had that conversation of like, girl, you got to stop talking about this nigga. What I do in those situations, and I've been in quite a many, many a few, um, is I allow them to talk, especially when the information is new, it's fresh. I give them like my perspective, advice, whatever the case may be. Um, but if the inf- like if it proceeds, then I'm, I'm done talking. Like I'll listen for sure, but I don't have any like, feedback or information to give you i'm more of like the support if you need anything or you know what i'll be here just yeah x y and z but you can't force somebody to do nothing so i just feel like i'm not about to waste my breath that's how i feel about it mm-hmm. um and i don't know if it's shift i don't think it's shifted like the dynamics of like my friends our, our friendships i think that i don't know it just my tolerance for things is probably like a little bit shorter sometimes, but like, I, I, I think it's hard for me to be like, please don't talk to me about this because then I feel like guilty for those exact reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I left like my friend alone to deal with something emotionally, like all that. And it's also different like with women. That's why I was asking you like from a man's perspective. 
Yeah, I mean, I I reckon it's different, but I mean, for me, I, if the if the value is like we care about our friends in the same way, I, I think that's still hurt at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like male, female, whoever. I think it's if you do care for your friends in the way which you say that you do, those things are like supposed to not feel good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well. City girls, I hope you work that out, girl. Um, because that nigga don't even look worth it. I think he took the diamond out of his forehead. If you've seen him lately. No, I thought he still had it in there. Oh, he does. I didn't know. That thing probably dirty and stinky. And oh, oh, he just anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, on the same subject of people who also need friends, have you heard about Hubert Davis? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. Let me tell you why. Last week. On the interwebs, um, there's a guy named Hubert Davis who is the coach at UNC, I believe. Oh, the, oh, oh. <laughs> at UNC. He was, hey, yo, I got some words for my man. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if he was like in a press I got conference. It. He was in a press conference. Yeah. He was in a press conference, and you know they were asking like all those sports questions, whatever. And he, long story short. He ended up like get going on this um, spiel about being like the first, not the first, the fourth, I believe, black coach at the school and like what that means for like the black community and for himself and all this other stuff. And then he also <laughs> mentioned that he was proud of not only his wife, but he was proud of his white wife. He said those words verbatim. Um, and and when I because that was like one of those clips that you see like first thing in the morning and it was before it was fresh and like hit shave room and all that other stuff but I was like why would he why white wife why not just I'm proud of like my wife or thanks to my wife that didn't even feel like natural coming off of the tongue so like again it made me think about like what was the purpose of that statement if not to like separate yourself from the black community and it also felt like he was trying to like get ahead of the story that might have broken out if we found out that his wife was white as if that would be like a consequence and the other thing is like a lot of men especially black men that are in like the sports field a lot of them are not married to black women anyway so it wouldn't have been like a huge shock mm-hmm. thoughts tell Hubert some because Hubert needs some friends I don't know why he needs no friends he need um with a name like Hubert also it sounds like you should have a black wife, Hubert. You know, I think that's very, you know, white adjacent name for somebody, but, um, you know, folks just need help. And I don't even think it's professional help. What kind of help you think it is? I don't know. It's not material help. He just need help. Like, I don't mean to help something, but like, I think it's the same thing if, like, he were white, if he were a white guy. Mm-hmm. See, I'm proud of my black wife. Well, that would be different because then no, I, it would be, no, it would be because I not. feel like black women aren't even represented in that space. Let me tell you why. As progressive. And let me tell you why though. What it stems from is like you said, like some level of like an exception to something that you're a part of or it's the past that you're looking for in something, right? Like you want to see very white school, very white, like, you know what I'm saying? Like historically, like it's just UNC, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a couple of things. I mean, maybe 
for this white for this black man and he realizes he's in this white space the way in which he affirms himself is through whiteness or the way in which he's able to like affirm him being there or like what he's proud of or you know whatever it's to say that he has some connection to whiteness yes and that's something that he fetishizes maybe and that looks like his white wife that he's so proud of yes and is it true thing. no like should it be a thing no is it a reality you damn right it is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like disappointed in the statement sure understand the statement sure agree with the statement hell no nah. like mm-hmm. you know like I, I think it's just one of those things um and, and i think those are probably some of the reasons why he did it uh, i don't think that makes it right i don't think it validates it or nothing to no extent but I just think that's, yeah, I mean, just rationally, I can see what he was trying to do, potentially. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, man, I can't speak for him, but. Mm -hmm. It also felt like, because in America, in American society, white women are held to high regard. No, hold on, listen to what I'm about to say, listen to what I'm about to say societally white women are held to high regard um there are you know on the social uh, ladder white men white men then there are white women and there are black men and there are black women won't go down that road we could that's not the point i'm trying to make but what it also felt like was him being black man on the ladder and then there's the white woman ahead of him if he aligns himself with a white woman then he's like almost made it to like where white men are and i felt like by him you know sharing that information unprovoked it was like you said a way to kind of like justify like validate who he was which is very ugly it's very ugly it's like why can't you just like be happy with like who you are and what you have. And it's fine if you want to be married to a white woman, sure. But why you put her race like ahead of like her humanity. If you really loved her, and I'm, I don't doubt you love, like you don't marry people you don't love for the most part. You shouldn't. No. But <laughs> um, if you really loved her, why, why make mention of like her race in the way that he did. Why not be like, I'm so proud and so uh, in love. Yeah, and so in love with my wife, Cheryl. Cheryl stood by my side all these years when I tried to become a coach without, because then that way you don't mention like, you know, her physical appearance or like her race or like those tidbits. You mention like her humanity and like who she's been to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And he he failed to do that. So shame on you, Harold. I mean, what's his name? Hubert. (laughs) <laughs> shame on you I was going to do another transition and be like speaking of shame but I'm not going to do that uh, <laughs> there's nothing shameless about there's this. nothing shameless uh, do you want to talk about it I don't need that I, I got it off the top of the dome go, go ahead with your man go ahead. so y'all know my man's the billionaire Kanye West straight from Chicago he um she left me during her own podcast segment no I see my charger Where um, cause she don't really like Kanye West, but I like, I like old Kanye. She like old Kanye straight from the gold Kanye. But point is, uh, Kanye gonna get that bad black man West. He um struck a thirty million dollar deal 
with Netflix uh, to sell his documentaries. Probably going to be some like, you know, iOS videos and stuff like that. And then Calabasas Mansion. Probably a couple pictures from Chicago and meeting a couple people and, you know, whatever. Something that probably cost him all of $100 to do. Um, sold it over to Netflix. So, above all else, I'm excited to see. I don't know that's not working, but um, I'm excited to see more information about Kanye being the Kanye West stand that I am. Um, excited stand? to see. I didn't know you were staying. Excited to see all his new content. <laughs> um, also, another news about Ye. What? His shoes have became the most valuable shoe yeah. in fashion. It's a valuable shoe. Valuable monetarily or valuable monetarily, but just like historically, like it's a valuable item. So now it's the, the Yeezys? Most, it's the most valuable item. They're, not bad shoes. They're not ugly. Yeezys aren't ugly. No. Yeezys aren't ugly. No. Okay. Nope. Sure. And they on the way. You want some Yeezys? Okay. That's for you. What is the documentary about? You didn't explain that part. It's about his life. Like, just different parts. Like, they don't really go into much detail. Like, his childhood. They don't go into much detail. It's just... Well, that must have been the documentary. Because if he's going to put out a documentary... It could be, like, once he lost his mom. It could be in Calabasas. It could be, like... We're at a point where Kanye... I really want him to, like, tell his full story. That won't be on Netflix. It should be though, no, because Netflix. we all know old Kanye. We no, know Netflix. what happened when his mother passed away. I, I want to know like who he was before like all this shit like went down, and I want to know more about like his. We all um, grow and mature and develop, but he's grown, matured, and developed in a completely different fashion. No pun intended. Um, so I, I would be interested in like he grew up like a billionaire. Yeah. Grew up. Yeah, but. A black billionaire. What, what years, 10, 20 years ago, like that Kanye is not the same Kanye that we currently know. Well, obviously. Like they're but obviously not, but they're almost like night and day completely different people. <sighs> they are. And I, I would be interested in like hearing more of the story and the, the backstory on his metamorphosis, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I, mean, I think we'll get some to some degree, but I don't mm, I don't think we're gonna get a I think Kanye West will probably either create his own streaming service or we don't need not another streaming service. Something to release his joint because not another streaming service between HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix. What happened uh, to Disney the uh, Plus? Disney Plus? Because I, I want. I'm know. about to cancel it. No, one more. For what? I know I gotta keep watching my MCU universe though. MCU universe. MCU. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Comic universe. I got, I got that cinematic. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Kanye West is where the money resides. Okay. Speaking of where the money resides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Not good. Speaking of where the money resides, let's talk about these Ush bucks. Is it Ush bucks or Usher bucks? I don't know. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> this was so funny shit. So apparently Usher um was what's the word? I don't say out of it because out of word is for a very specific thing. But he was caught. Um I don't think it was a capture thing. I, that, but what he was exposed. I don't okay. think exposed was the I word. Think exposed is it. 
I think people learned. I don't even think it's an exposure. I think they learned about Ushbucks. I don't think he was hiding it or it was a secret to be exposed. Like So apparently Usher was in a strip club. Did, did they say where? Mm-hmm. I need to research these stories more, y'all. We get to sip and just get to talking. So apparently he was in a strip club, throwing money, making it rain, making it rain, make it rain, trick. And when the lights came up and the girls, you know, slide down the pole, they, well, they actually have people that pick up the money at the strip clubs. Well, the one I went to a couple weeks ago. Wasn't the best, but anyway, that's <laughs> my first time at strip club. Anyway, um, they so when the lights came up, the girls come down the pole, uh, the money that they picked up, you didn't see George Washington, you didn't see Thomas Jefferson, you ain't see uh who the other president for the money. All the other folks. Lincoln's none of that. You didn't see Harry Tubman. You ain't see they ain't coming up with that dollar bill. They need to stop playing. No, I don't actually like that part. I like him more so for Usher. I think it's appropriate. But I'll talk about that later. Usher's face was on the money, y'all. Can you imagine thinking you got paid a stack, but it's all fake money? For some work that you, but when you work hard, because work the, you're do hold on, I'm about to go on my strip so much because I always advocate for these people. These people, wow. No, these, no I was going to say these women, but it's not, you know, strippers. But these, videos. what? These people. I'm not saying it like that. How are you going to say it? Always advocate, I always advocate for these incredible women and men and non-binary folks. Does that sound better? It's better than these people. Yeah, it is sound a little, you know. You're not with the people. You're not. I look, y'all know, y'all know her. Anyway, you get me off. Um, what I'm trying to say. Anyway, what I will say is that strippers and sex workers across the board do not get the respect that they deserve. Specifically with strippers, it's a, that's an art form. Okay, like seriously, and I, you probably think I'm playing. Shipping, like having the ability to climb, to do like pole tricks. To having like the um like physical stamina to withstand like a full performance like performances on end like that's an art form that most people myself included cannot do so i always hate when people like reduce you know strippers to like oh she you know she a hoe, da, da, da. that's not true first of all <laughs> um and they just, I think they deserve a lot more respect. So, like, when I heard about him throwing ushbucks at these hardworking people, I'm like, what the hell, Usher? Have some damn decency. You know? You must have a difference of opinion. Yeah, do. Thoughts? Demo Cash have Dogecoin, Bitcoin, your mama coin, whatever coin. It's all currency. Ushbucks is not currency. It's a currency. As, how? What's the difference? What What's the difference? Ushbucks is equivalent. No, when you in elementary school and you get them little dollars that they give you to be able to buy snacks out the bed, that those are what ushbucks are. Let me tell you. No, but but let's explain that. See, NBA talking. NBA talking. Let's go back in time, right? What was the very first economic system that was in place, aside from slavery? The first economic system? Yeah, where people were able to, like, get things for something. Well, people back in the day, they used to barter. Exactly. A barter system, right? So, like, this is my service, need a service with exchange, whatever, right? Cool. The modern-day barter system is really just become these currencies. Like, in the same way as an elementary school kid, these fake 
dollars that we received, we received a product for that. We received a good for that. Hold on, hold hold on, hear me out. You don't see you don't want to agree, but you know it's the truth. But just say that this is not a US dollar does not mean it does not have value because listen, if what you had did not have imagine if we were some kids, right? Uh-huh. And they had printed money, fake money. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have value, that means I can go over any sheet of paper to my teacher and say, here, I want a bag of chips. And what the teacher gonna tell you if I walk to you with a white sheet of paper? That is not what I give you doesn't count. It does not count, but what as a result? You can't get it. You can't get it. So you can't say that the money was fake. You can't say that it didn't have value because it did. It had value. Where can you spend Ush Bucks? Almost called you your actual name, Miles. Where can you spend Ush Bucks? We don't know that. What, my question is not what I said. Where can I go today if I was to go to ACM and withdraw Ush Bucks? Where could I be, spend them in exchange for goods and services? You have to check them then. We don't know. You can't. <laughs> this proves everything that you just said. I don't said. think that's true. It, because okay, hear me is, out. I did. So the thing, and I'm listening, but the thing about bartering back in the day, you exchange like goods and services for things that have like equal value. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that if, if like he made up his own form of currency because that is of no value. You can't go to Walgreens. You can't Can go you to not trade CBS. it. Trade it for what? Just trade it. Period. We we trade. Nobody had that smoke for when Elon Musk dropped his own currency. So what did he drop? Oh, see, you, you, I'm not into Elon. Is it, you, that's you, the Tesla You lost thing. in the sauce. You lost in the sauce. You lost in the social media sauce. We talking real life out here. Again, this man dropped, not real life. It is. It is a currency. Okay. It is a form of currency. So if your, your check came through and they gave you $50,000 in Ush Bucks, you'd be satisfied. If you made $50,000 in Ush Bucks a year, you'll be all right with that. If I knew what my Ush Bucks can buy, yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's in the that's the same way somebody saying like, like, like you know when like Meg Sky and all these celebrities get like you know Cash App and all of these people Bitcoin and they'll give out Bitcoin. But that's different because that translates into like an actual form of valuable currency. But for what though? What can you buy with Bitcoin? Don't you you trans you um exchange the Bitcoin for like actual like U.S. dollars? You can. And that with cryptocurrency, you can't. It, I cannot um. Convert, that's what it's looking for. Convert Ushbucks into actual US currency. So hear me out. But but the thing with that is you don't know what Usher really was doing. And and I would I there's no unique reason for Usher to like not give out real money. It's aside, not, aside, it's aside from the fact that he's doing something here with these Ushbucks. Let's say Usher's from Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Says, you know what? I got five companies. I got a beauty supply, I got two restaurants, I got a club, and I got a hookah bar. Okay. These are my five companies that I own. Mm-hmm. And I say I accept cash, Venmo, credit card, ass, and Ush Bucks. <laughs> and Ush Bucks. Okay. And that's true, but then he got all the Ush Bucks from him walking to any five of those stores and get any hookah, any food, any weave, any whatever. Mm-hmm. With those Ush bucks. Correct. In a hypothetical situation. I don't think that's far from hypothetical. 
It's not actual. Well, do you know that to be a fact? No, but I don't know what you just said to be a fact. No. I, I that think would be like, the only like case in which that could possibly make sense. So when we talk about getting away from capitalism, we talk about black liberation and all of this. Sh- mm-hmm. Why not let that start something? Like have people create their own forms of currency? Yeah. Well, then I think too many people are trying to do that. So that would work. Well, they would have to have a reason to have their currency, though. The currency would have to mean something. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're saying everybody could create their own currency, then everybody would do that. No, they wouldn't. Because their currency would mean nothing. You would have to have something for your currency to mean something. You would have to have a service. You would have to have a product. You would have to have a good in order for it to mean something. But that's what I'm saying. People could just make up bullshit products, goods, and services, and be like, this is my, these Dante dollars. Don't nobody want no damn Dante dollars? Right. But that's why you gotta have something important. Or something sustainable. I have a following or something that people are willing to follow. Have leverage. Yeah. Like Elon Musk, he dropped that, right? He dropped his coin. Now imagine if he say, you know what? Anybody that invested in my coin, they can use it to buy their Tesla. Mm. I that. Come on now. Like, the Tesla trucks, when they came out, mm-hmm. guess how much it was to just reserve a Tesla truck? Very expensive? No. Cheap? One dollar. Huh? One dollar. One US dollar. Why? Yeah, because. If I say, you know what? My down payment... To reserve my spot is a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, to shake the game up. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So if he can say, you know what, reserve this for a dollar. He's like, oh, next car come out, buy with my coin. That's again, I That's see the logic, works. but that is extremely hypothetical. I, I, I think I don't think you realize how how this world is moving. This world is moving. All right, we'll, we'll see what happens with Ashbucks. I don't have high hopes. Just be. I have high hopes. I hope that he creates the infrastructure, at least in the city of Atlanta. People are able to utilize Ashbuck as a real currency, and we can get that black man, you know, our own capitalistic, our own, not black capitalism, but our own structure where we give and take and are able to purchase things without the US dollar. Mm. I would get around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a form of resistance, and I appreciate it for it. It is a form of resistance, definitely. Um, if in that particular context, but again, I don't really know Usher's motivation. And because first of all, I was also wondering about the logistics: how did he print off this money to look like actual dollars? So I have to look into that a little bit more. I don't know where he's going with Usher bucks, but I just it was not. I got hopes he's gonna take it far. Anywho, let's go ahead. <laughs> Imagine buying some Ushbucks with some monograms. Buying Ushbucks? Yeah, or, have, Ush or having Ushbucks to buy monograms. Why would I do that? Because when all the black people get together, Jay-Z going to say, well, if you want to buy my product, I don't want you to use the US dollar. You got to use a black-owned currency. That's not likely. I think it's black futurism. It's not likely because then what, no, what will you, you don't do with Ushbucks? I do, don't, you don't believe in blacks. Because hypothetically, then if Jay Z says you got to come, we investing in black currency, you got to use Ushbucks, what will he get out of the deal? Because he can't do anything with Ushbucks. Yes, he can. He can then monetize Ushbucks. How so? That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. Well, yeah, because, yeah. 
I'm about to get too deep on these. On these, they gonna say, "Is this an NBA podcast?" Lord, no, no, this ain't this ain't that. This ain't that. <laughs> Let's go ahead because this one has been good to us. Let's go ahead and do the one. You ready? I see questions. All right. So I don't. Did we do a proper review? To we did. Smell the notes. We did. Okay. Cool. All right. So we'll go ahead and review. So starting with the rating. One out of five, what would you give this particular one and why? You can take another sip of your tea. A four. A four? A four? Four for four? And the four is good. Why four? Um, it tastes really good. I think the taste is good, like for 40%. Mm-hmm. It's very strong. You can taste that it's strong. It's not overbearing, though. It's not overbearing, exactly. Um, the reason why I wouldn't give it a five. I mean, I'm not too big on the flavor. Passion fruit. Yeah, I don't particularly care for passion fruit. I was trying to get a hold of this Stemmy one, but he didn't have, I guess, any available. Yeah, so I'm I'm just not a fan of passion fruit. But if you like passion fruit, mm-hmm. I think this is a hit for you. You know, I don't like the taste of the fruit too much, but it's really good wine. It's a great, really good summertime situation. Absolutely. This will be a nice wine to sip out on the patio. Make sure that it's nice and chill. Sip. Sip. Sip slow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No sip slow. Because cup two, I probably ain't going to finish this joint. I know. I'm for it. Yeah. I ain't gonna we got a little ambitious. I ain't going to finish this. This is intense. Intense. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's go ahead and um so what does i'm not even gonna do this let's do some fun questions if you had to um use three words to describe this wine what would they be anywhere bold you think it's a bold okay yeah i think it's a bold flavor it's really good mm-hmm. but it's bold okay bold. Uh, yeah bold um Yeah, bold for sure. <laughs> you said flavorful. bold five times. Flavorful. Flavorful, okay. I would say it's very okay, but those are the same words. They mean the same thing. Something can be bold and nasty. Okay, bold, flavorful, and and um bold and nasty. That's like loud and wrong. Bold and nasty. Oh, that's a new bold one. And bold nasty. and nasty. <laughs> bold and nasty. Uh and then uh what's the last word I would use? I want to say black. Black? Just because of the brand? Yeah. That's not, this is to describe the wine, though. Something that describes the wine. So bold, flavorful. Sip again if need be. Mm. I have another word. Amazing. All right. Um, mine would be. As you look in the book, your answer. No, I was looking at the next question. Oh. <laughs> Mine would be um, refreshing, light, and ooh, ooh isn't a word. Um, tantalizing. Yeah, and this why it it doesn't taste like traditional. Well, it's a sangria, I guess, uh-huh. so it wouldn't hit the same. But it's what why. Which means it's a little thicker than wine. Yeah, you know why it's thicker? Because it's stronger. 
You know why it's stronger? Because 40%. The, what's the word of the week? Ferocity. It's not ferocity. Gosh, I'm a teacher. Y'all don't remember nothing. What's the word? Veracity. It's not veracity. Viscosity. Same difference. Nick, you don't listen. What? <laughs> no, viscosity. So, um, two more questions. Um, if you had to pair this with something, what would you choose to pair this wine with in terms of food? Um, seafood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like it's a nice, like sweeter flavor. Um, our tacos. I would. This would be really a nice thing with tacos. Like instead of margaritas, mm-hmm. get that. Okay. That'll be that'll be it right there. Okay. Tacos. I'm telling you. Gotcha. I think oh tacos. I could see the vision for that. I was gonna say something um that's kind of Asian inspired, which is where I tried to go with like the pineapple. I made some pineapple uh chicken fried rice. He was not with it, y'all. But that right. was a little different. She um, didn't really cook. That was that one. That was, <laughs> he didn't really care for that it. Was, that was, that was, that was, that was bottom three. But I picked the pot. No, bottom three. I thought, no, I <laughs> No, I think that was like bottom three meals people made. Like, for sure. and not not even that I have a full list of the bottom three, but I do want to. Yeah, you have three. to do me like that. No, like I think the like I think it would it was just too much. Like the he flavor, didn't like the pineapple. The pineapple, but I, I put the, it was overbaked. But I, because we were gonna drink passion fruit wine, I thought the flavors would like. Mm, I can well, see that. I can see you know, that. and because of like the wine being refreshing, the pineapple, I just mm. had it. Envision that it didn't go to. You eat that with a fruit salad. You eat this with a fruit salad. I, yeah, I was trying to think of other things to pair it with. Fruit salad, yeah. like strawberries and stuff. Whatever like fruit you want, to just, just eat that. With I could it. do that. It'd be like hella good. Or like, you ever had like a good Asian salad? Oh, yeah. Like with wontons and um, like Asian drinks. You know what wontons are? No wontons are. Right. But not like the little wonton bites. They like wonton strips. Oh. But yeah, I yeah. But I could I could see it with something like that too, because it would kind of balance out the acidity um and the flavors would complement each other. So that's what I think. Um and then lastly, my favorite question. If you had to describe this wine as a celebrity or historic figure, anybody famous, mm. as present, who would it be and why? Oh, I want to explain the next question. Um <laughs> wow. Any celebrity? Mm. I know you gotta really think about it, huh? Because I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because it's light and it's airy, but it's also bold and it's strong. Who do we know that's like light? It's like an Ari Linux. Tell me more. I would say Ari Lennox. Why is it Because, you know, she's very like chill, but bold in the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I think when she, you know, get on something, like she's real bold about it. Um, I think that it's very, um, like it's a solid product. Like you know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Well, Ari, I know what I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. And I just really see her drinking on this. Who Ari? Yeah. 
And um, what she say in New Apartment? Her Dollar Tree wine glasses. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> See, and, and this is a beauty thing about this. Oh, because I know this is also a Dollar Tree wine glass, guys. Check oh, it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But you can put some Dollar Tree wine glass. This one going to solo. This one going to canteen. It's going to canteen. Like it's a real versatile, like sangria. I would say. Yes. Yes. I would feel the same way about this if it was in the rest of real quick. Okay. I was thinking of mine. Um, I, I don't know if this is the right answer that I fully want to give, but I feel like it aligns well. So this this wine, it's um, it's light and it's sweet. Oh, I know who you're going to say. No, you don't. Because no, it's going to throw you. No, I know who you're going to say. Okay, hold on. Let me finish. Okay, so it's light and it's sweet, but it's also bold and it stays with you. It's in you. It makes you feel something. Who do you think I was say? See, the last one kind of threw me off, but... Who you thought I was going to say? Janae. Oh, man! I, was I think this Janae. is Janae. I Damn, think this, this, is, is this is Janae. This no. is Janae Aiko. This is Janae Aiko, for sure. I'm going to save mine. No, don't take my answer. This is Janae. You think it's Janae? Janae's a perfect I think this is Janae. This is the one I'm going to post because this is definitely Janae because Janae's was, it's light and it's airy and it's sweet. And she bold. She She bold. Man. But I was going to say Jill because Jill's voice is sweet to the sound. It stays with you, and you don't even like really realize it. Like, because she's similar to Janae. She's a little more bold than Janae, I think. She is a little bit, I think. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, but I think Janae is the better one. Yeah, the better option of the two, I think. Yeah, because Jill, Jill, like Jill's trying to bold. I think, she, yeah, as a result, I think Jill's trying to be a little more like drier or like. Just a little bit though. Yeah, only a little because bit. Because her voice is still sweet. Oh, easily. But she could, Jill could be nasty. Janae could be nasty. Janae. <laughs> um, cool. So, <clears throat> rounding out our last two segments, um, our next segment is Sip on That, okay. where we basically just go off on things that have caused us frustration. Um, pain, any sort of craziness that we want to like, get off of our chest. So, you want to go first? You have oh, I'll go first. Oh, sure, you know what I mean. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're in corporate America, I know they say corporate America lingo. I know what I get. It. But what I'm saying to y'all is this. Don't let nobody ever talk to you like they know something they wrong. Mm. And if they have a loud and wrong... Loud and wrong. What's the other saying? The new saying? Bold and nasty. Bold and nasty. <laughs> a professional context, I don't know. Okay. Let me tell you something. Somebody who I don't know emailed me today, charged me up, mm-hmm. and called himself snitching. Because you always know somebody's snitching. Because if they wanted to tell you something directly, they would just email you. Mm-hmm. But they want to make a spectacle and do all that. They put all these other people on email them, yeah. just to be like, oh, this is about you. Like, it is about me to tell Right. Cause is so causing the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, a little while ago, I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. And, but now it's like, hmm, let me look into it back, would you? Come to find out, 
what he tried to snitch on me about was something he didn't do. On his end. On his end. Mm-hmm. So trust, I emailed him. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had to let him know. Mm-hmm. Upon further review. You know what that upon further review? Oh, yeah. This first name, no citation. Insert person name. Mm-hmm. Upon further review, I was correct, actually. Mm-hmm. This has been done. So I would advise you to go back and talk to the person that called so talking about me. Mm-hmm. And you correct them because I'm not the issue here. Okay. And you need to let me know if there's something I need to do further because there isn't anything left. <laughs> there isn't anything left. <laughs> what they say what? You're 100% right. I am so sorry. This is on me. Oh, they had to eat crow. Oh, yeah. They ate that shit too. Mm-hmm. Because loud and wrong in front of all these little peers and shit. Mm-hmm. And I blast them right in front of their peers. The thing is, if you're going to blast somebody, you got to make sure that your facts are. Your receipts got to be correct. Because mm-hmm. if they ain't, mm-hmm. you coming for me? Yeah, no, that's not a good look. Copy. That's not a good look ever. Um, that's yours? Yeah, that was mine. That was mine. I think mine is, is similar. It's in the same vein um, in regards to emails. Um, one thing about me, I don't do well with passive aggression. And I don't do well when, in, in a similar way, when someone else's ducks aren't in a row and you try to like project that shit onto me as though I made an error. So last week, um, <laughs> also at work, or actually it was actually earlier this week, uh, I got an email from an outside stakeholder who, you know, I'm still working with. And, uh, she was basically saying that I didn't look at her previous email because something was forwarded to me, but it was not addressed to me. So I didn't have any information about the context of the information, which means that the person should have reiterated like, hey, now that you're in the conversation, this is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, she I asked her a question about the information I needed to know. And she hit me with the... Um, she hit me with the... If you read my email, it said X, Y, and Z, see below. I took a step back, and you know, like the heavy tips. I said, okay, I'm just going to see if I miss, I'm just going to see if I miss something. Scroll through all these emails that were forwarded because they were having private conversations and it got forwarded to me. The information was not there. The information was not there. It was not available. It was not present. So I had to hit her with a, the information is actually not available. What I need to know, I didn't say what I need to know, but what I need to know is X, Y, and Z. And then she actually clarified. Like, why was it, first of all, why was it so hard when all you had to do was tell me that in the beginning? So that, don't, don't be an asshole is the theme here, okay, guys? And make sure that your information is is sound and correct. Make sure that you have your ducks in a row. And that's, that's it for me. Last but not least, it's time for happy hour my favorite part so happy hour we talk about things that have given us joy or that make us happy it could be something that happens to you over the course of the week it'd be something you saw on, on your timeline what's your happy hour for the week my happy hour for the week mm. i was in my god song about a happy hour of my week oh wow just getting pictures and shit of him yeah, that makes me happy. How's he doing? Oh, he's great. You know, he's being a baby, working hard. He's being a baby. <laughs> Literally, he's a baby. 
And he's working hard these days, man. Let me tell you, kids be working hard. Little babies, they be having full-time jobs. And we come home with, you know, with our complaints to them. And they've been the ones doing all the work. The babies? Yeah. Hard work doing what? Babies don't do work. They have to stay alive. That was a hard job. They literally have to maintain how to be in this cruel and unusual world every single day. This was starting, like, basic breathing and trying to figure out how to touch it communicate. Do you know how hard it is to try to figure out how to communicate with people? Yeah. You know how much babies are just assumed, how much stuff is assumed for babies? Yeah. I mean, maybe because we know, but... but they also have their own language. They do, but nobody takes time to understand it, so... Because we're beyond that point of development. Oh, because we're so high and mighty. But they can, like, communicate... Babies can communicate amongst each other, similar to animals. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The point is, they work hard. And my guy's gonna be working hard. Check my eyes. You guys see a picture of him. Um. Is, is it? Yeah, that's my that's my good news for you. Mm, mine. I'm trying to see. I I, I passed so many like good things on my timeline that really do make, make me happy. Like they make me laugh and laugh and makes me happy. But there was this one where there's the headline reads Louisiana woman arrested after allegedly refusing to return 1.2 million dollars mistakenly deposited into her account and the headline is funny and you know we all have our thoughts based on that but her her mugshot is definitely the kicker for me have you seen it yeah she's looking like why am I here for like why am I here and I'm doing it oh let me tell you something if one point two million dollars get deposited to my account mistakenly, you might as well throw it in the key because I ain't giving it up. <laughs> I have enough money in my account that's for me. <laughs> I can give me a nice lawyer and get out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if I logged into my account and saw one point two million, I would think that it was a mistake. Obviously, I would know this mistake because I don't have one point two million. But I would think that it was like a technical error. Um, I don't know if I would like look to make immediately like divide like withdraw the money. I'll be scared. I'll be getting it out a lot of the time. I'll be sending it to other people. True. Oh, but that's what she did. She put the money into um like different accounts. At least she started to. <laughs> she didn't want to give it back. Shit, I don't it. It's my money. It's my money, and I want it now. Like I need it now. You know. Mm-mm. So shout out to good sis that gave me the hearty laugh that I needed this week. Yeah, I am mad at it. Yeah. So guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. It's been another episode of Kirk the Greek Vine. Thanks for sipping and chatting with us. And thank you, Miles, for joining me. Cheers. Salud. Salud to the next time, guys. And thanks, Hug Spirits Wines. This has been great. Support them, Hug Spirits, Hugswine.com. Hugs. We'll put it in the description. Bye.